Chapter 17 of Good School Papers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Good School Papers by Louise Imogen Guini. Sweetheart. In a mood made half of tenderness and half of laughter, I began to speak of her. In tenderness, since to name her is a joy. And in laughter, for that I cannot for sure and ability keep the knowledge of her to myself. Hardly because she had many legions of lovers who sung of her aloud to tell-tale winds before I found my way to her blessed door, but most of all because it would strangely save her of injustice to appropriate so sweet a thing as her favour, without sharing it with the first comer found worthy. Therefore this delight of mine is no more mine than thine, and his, and theirs, and ours, and who would have it otherwise? She dwelt abode in a tranquil vale apart from villages, with little society save that of the scholar tenager and the periwinkle blossom. Such visitors as entered the piney isles that led into her presence were those only that reverenced her truly. She could not abide harshness and scorn, and they were always gentle. She sat in her fragrant solitude as one that broods on mysteries, and they, in sympathy, sat beside her, one by one, and spake ever after with the enthusiasm and unworldliness of children. But the immaculate stillness which she chose for her dwelling has long been assailed. Revealers came from the city to riot in her gardens, and to disport themselves in her halls. Railway trains thundered hourly over her in her hallowed threshold. Often and often, in passing by, you may yet hear the sound of inharmonious voices, and catch a glimpse of her fair downcast brow as she looks mutely upon the invaders. Amid this heavy change, she is unchanged and unchangeable. Her pure serenity was a sharp rebuke to our doubting, when we first gathered around her, after the dread of missing the charm which had made her dear. We had known many of her kindred, and each of them, howsoever lonely, seemed coarsened and cheapened to the sensitive eye by overmuch familiarity of crowds. For our celestial lady moves like Penelope, amid throngs of false suitors with thoughts entangled from their glamour, and forbearance and patience and hope and honour, the ineffable depths of her nature evermore enjoyed. Long ago, in the beginning of perfection for her, we twain found her sleeping the fluted noonday sunshine, having at her feet and at her head a some guard of pines, and behind them the vagrant glad-like green of spring, and again, above their topmost pennon, irregular amethyst clouds, visionary mountain ranges that climbed peak on peak to front. The Lincoln on thy sovereign hill. We flung ourselves in the young grass, and delayed there, lest our footsteps should break that exquisite slumber, and so awed and so rejoiced, looked upon her whom we have travelled far to see. It was her exceeding comeliness that made the responsive gleam dance from my two eye, but it was her sanctity, virginal as when the spirit first breathed upon it and bade it be, that held our lips hushed and our memory secure indifferent ever after. Over this unforgotten glory of ours, San Francisco of Assisi might have breathed his soft hymn of thanksgiving for my sister who is very humble, useful, precious, and chaste. Cram should be wary of her bright presence, wherein I should forget his landmarks, dreaming beside her. Novels overwrought and bitter should take courage and trust the world anew, as by miracle, for her sake. Many, many times, but especially at the breaking of the frost, when sap begins to thrill in the naked belts, comes a desire to approach her peaceful abiding place, and learn, by moon and sun, what more winsomeness or splendor one year halt brought her. What more can it ever bring? For her soul is crystalline and candid, and on her forehead shines perpetual youth. She is one of the touchstones of our finer selves. Verily, with the secluded friend of friends, in profanity we are absent, in holiness near, in sin estranged, 
and innocence reconciled. Her history is in hearts rather than in books. Her unprofitable beauty is the special care of heaven. And we, New Englanders that love her, and sometimes come about her, harping her praises with sweet extravagance, have no name for her which men shall recognize but that of Walden Water. End of chapter 17